Hi, everyone, and welcome to Everything with Jenna. I'm Jenna. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy day to listen to my little corner of the podcasting universe. I really appreciate it. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about actually a lot a little about a lot of different subjects, I guess. So it's a little probably scrambled today, but there's a lot I have on my mind. The first thing I wanted to really touch on is customer service. And I know if you've listened to this podcast before, then I definitely have talked about customer service in the past. And that's okay, because it's my podcast, I'm going to talk about whatever I want. Anyways, where I was going with with this particular conversation is that I recently have had two very far extremes of customer service, and I think it's really interesting. So the first one I want to talk about is the positive, and then I'm going to talk about the negative, and then I'm going to go on from there. So the first thing, um, I, in my new position that I've been in for almost six months now, but it still feels very new in in a lot of regard, uh, I will be required to travel obviously due to COVID, have not traveled hardly at all, just drove up to a different state about two hours away. So not too far and in and out in one day, just drive up, go do all the meetings and then come back home. But with a little bit of my company's travel ban slightly being loosened just a touch, I am going to be on a business trip in about two weeks, which I'm really looking forward to. I'm really excited to see some of the the places after talking to people on Zoom for the last six months. I'm really excited to see them in person, even if it is with a mask and physically distanced. I'm still totally excited about that whole prospect. So I'm very excited about that. With that being said, knowing that my company, the airlines that we use and this and that, I have been a Southwest Airlines, I'm dedicated to Southwest Airlines. I really like their customer service. I always think they do a really good job. And I've been a Rapid Rewards member with them for about 10 years. So with them, with me being a Rapid Rewards member with them for about 10 years, I may have just kind of slacked off on changing my name on my Rapid Rewards. I've been married, uh, remarried for almost three years. This November, and yes, I know it's September, this November, we will have been married for three years. And my name changed when I got remarried. With that being said, my Rapid Rewards name has remained my former last name. And as such, I've just kind of blown off getting the Rapid Rewards points because I do have a credit card that if when I use that card or I have a balance or anything on there, I guess when I just use the card, I get uh, Southwest points for it. It's a great card. I really like it. Um that's another story. So anyway, so I still get points, no big deal. But when I've flown, I have not actually gotten my points since I've been remarried for my flights. So I was thinking, okay, well, I know I'm going to be flying. And now we're opening this whole Pandora's box of flying during a pandemic. So that's going to be interesting. Needless to say, the time has come. I really need to change that. I need to get my act together. I need to grow up a little bit here and just take care of this little thing that's just kind of been hanging out in the background. Not super important. So I look on the Southwest website and it was like, oh, you have to call or you have to email or fax a copy of your marriage certificate and all this stuff. And I was just like, Psh, I don't want to do all that. Uh, so I just messaged them on Facebook. I literally just did a direct message to them on Facebook. And I've messaged Southwest Airlines before on Facebook, like to ask them a question about a flight had been canceled and how 
it was going to be rebooked or whatever. And it they're so fast. Like I have to say Southwest Airlines and their social media and their response is impeccable, at least in my experience. I don't know. Y'all might have a different experience with that. That has been my experience and it has been impeccable. So it was Saturday morning sitting there watching the Food Network and on the couch drinking a cup of coffee. And I tell my husband, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to see if I can get a response, a, a quicker way to do this if I message them. Sure enough, I sent a message. Two seconds later, they respond, hi, Jenna, thanks so much for reaching out, blah, blah, blah. If you feel comfortable with it, just send us a picture of your marriage certificate through this channel and your rapid rewards number and your email address, and we'll go ahead and update it. And I'm like, sweet. So I already had had a scanned PDF version of my marriage certificate on in my, like in the cloud wherever the cloud is, I don't know. So I pull it up, I send it to them, give them my information. Two minutes later, I'm not even kidding you. It took me longer to find my marriage certificate in the cloud thing on my iPad to send it to them than it took them to go in and change my name. Bam, done. I'm like, this is amazing. Thank you so much. Like, I am so appreciative of the quick response and that I didn't have to go through some whole huge thing. If you know, when you get your name change, if you get married, it's a whole situation. You have to change your social security card, all your credit cards, everything, right? So this was great. It literally took like four minutes total. And most of those minutes were me looking for my stuff, honestly. So it was just tremendous. I was so appreciative of the whole situation. And now I have my points. I, you know, my flights are booked for my business trip. And then I'm taking another uh, quick flight in December and it's all there and I get my points and it's just so easy, right? So easy. I was so happy. Like, yes, this is what... This is what good customer service is. They just handle the situation and move on. So the other thing that I've been wanting to do is I really want to get new family pictures. The last time we had family pictures officially done was in uh, when my husband and I got married. So it's a great time to get family pictures. Obviously, we're all dressed up. I mean, yes, it's clearly our wedding day. And that was three years ago. Like I said, in November, it'll be three years. So I was and we've done selfies and whatever. But I really, I'm a big picture person. I'm way into photography. And I thought, okay, you know what, I really want to get family pictures done. So I happen to be on Facebook because I love social media and I hate social media at the same time. But I'm on Facebook and on my Facebook memories. Apparently, I've had this feeling around this time of year multiple times. So we're talking like probably five years ago or so I I had posted like, hey, local friends, do you have any photographers that you're, you know, you would recommend kind of a thing. So there's all these different recommendations from people. And I'm like, well, okay, this is from five years ago. So is this legit? So I look up a few people and some of them are no longer here in Las Vegas or aren't practicing photography right now due to the pandemic. But there's a few that I look up and sure enough, and they have like, oh, fall mini sessions booking now. Great. And this was like from a week or two ago. No problem. So the one 
I like her pictures. I like the location options she has for these mini sessions. I like the price. Okay, great. And mini sessions, I'm sure most people know, but mini sessions is you sign up and it's like 20, 30 minutes and you get like five digital enhanced photos and it's in one location. And so it's a lot cheaper than doing like a full on like $300 photo shoot or $400 photo shoot, right? So, okay, great. I love these mini sessions. I love fall. It's right up my cup of tea, 120 bucks done. Great. And it's two locations that either there's two days that work for my family and myself and the two locations are perfect. I would do photos at either location. So happy. So on her little thing on Facebook, it says, send me an email to book. I'm more of an automated form kind of gal, but okay. So I send an email. Hi there. Saw that you're having these mini sessions, blah, blah, blah. Do you have any openings still? I know they go fast. Can you let me know? I can do this day or this date. Please let me know. So it's Saturday and I'm like, okay, so she's probably like, you know, probably shooting other things or doing whatever. And you know, it's pandemic and maybe she's just not responding right away. That's fine. So I wait and then I wait and I wait and I wait. And then I send another email and I'm like, okay, still no response. So this has been a week now where I have reached out to this person three different times and now I'm done. Now you're dead to me. Even if she does respond, I probably will be like, well, okay. Unless it was like, Hey, I had COVID or something like that, which I guess it doesn't matter. So maybe I will respond. I don't know. I don't have the option because this lady has not responded. So my question is, is I'm trying to give this person business and they can't bother to respond to an email, which is how they requested to get set to book said business. I just think that's bad business. I really do. I think that that's unacceptable when you are a self person trying to do what you're trying to do. You have your hustle, you're doing your stuff. Part of being a good business person, I don't care the size of your business is responding. Whether you're a lone man, one man band, or you are a company with millions of people that work for you. Having good customer service is really important. In my opinion, I definitely have had my share of where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I completely missed this email. I'm down with that. I can totally fine. No problem. But simply if she's not available, why not respond and say, Hey, I'm so sorry. Thank you so much for reaching out. I'm not available. Everything's booked. Great. Done. Now I can move on with my life or Hey, I don't know if I'm going to be available. We've had other people tentatively book, etc." whatever, just be forthcoming and upfront with the whole situation. That's my point. Anyways, that's just one of those things that just drives me crazy. Why couldn't you, why can't you just be like, I don't know, like responsive? It just makes me crazy. Because in my business world, I definitely have worked with a ton of vendors. And the ones that ghost me, so to speak, or never respond to me, guess what? I'm just not interested in them. I'm not interested in them in one bit. And maybe that's part of my whole you're dead to me kind of thing, um, which probably isn't the best attitude to have. But I am just someone that I just would prefer people to be straight and upfront. 
I had a call yesterday with with a colleague and he said to me, he's like, well, Jenna, I really appreciate how straight and forward you are and not sugarcoating this situation. No, I'm going to be respectful, but I'm definitely not going to sugarcoat something. I don't like doing that whole dance around things. I feel like 95% of our problems, like you know, maybe not like the pandemic that we're trying to solve kind of a thing. But in general, it's communication or miscommunication, lack of communication. Let's just get to, let's just cut to the chase. Why do we all dance around? Why is this? Why can't we just tell people how we really feel? And I get not everyone wants to tell people how they really feel. Uncomfortable situations are uncomfortable for a reason. It's awkward to be like, hey, I don't like when you do this to me, or I don't like when you say this to me in this manner. I get that. But on the other side, nothing is going to change unless you are honest and upfront. And yes, there are times when we do not need to say everything we feel. And I've said that before on on another podcast. We don't always need to tell everyone exactly what we feel 100% of the time. I firmly 100 wholeheartedly agree with that. However, what I do have a problem is, is if there's things that are bothering you or eating you up inside, and now it's affecting your work, or it's affecting your livelihood, or it's affecting just your mental being, then you need to like talk about that. My husband and I never fight. Like we are, we are on the same page probably 95% of the time. And the other 5% is just like, okay, doesn't, you know, it's something that's maybe important to, to him that I'm just like, okay, if it's important to you, then you feel strongly about that. That's fine. Or vice versa. Right. So if there ever is something that maybe I'm feeling and, you know, I'm, a lady and I have emotions. Not that he doesn't have emotions, but I feel like I probably am a little bit more emotional than he is at at some points for certain things. I'll bring it to his attention. And yeah, sometimes I'm just like, I don't really want to talk about this. But on the other side, if I can't let something go, and again, this very rarely happens, but if there is something that comes up, I'll talk with him about it. And I think Honestly, that's what makes our relationship so great. Like we can talk with one another about it. And I feel like if people kind of had that same, and not that everyone needs to be like me because everyone's different and that's why it's always great, right? Um, But I would say like for me particularly, I, I feel very strongly that people should just be more forthcoming and be more open and really tell how they feel. If it's something that they can't let go of, or it's something that they're not working through, you don't always get that opportunity. You don't always get the opportunity to say like, Hey, um, I don't like the way you treat me on this and this. Like if it's your, if it's the CEO of your company and you don't like what they're doing, you know what? There's probably an option where you're not able to really say that my company I could probably talk to my CEO. I I firmly believe that he is very open-minded and that sort of thing. I don't really feel the need to tell him how I feel about certain things because honestly, I go through my chain of command, but, and I'm happy in my company. So that's probably a really terrible example. However, I have had bosses where I felt like I could not talk to them. And you know what happened when that, when, when I had that happen, I either left or they left. So it was one of those things where it does not make for a good work environment, right? When you can't talk to your boss, when you can't tell them how you really feel about things, but any good working relationship, 
or any relationship, working relationship, spousal relationship, friendship, what other relation, what other ships are there? Anyways, any of those kind of ships, basically you should be able to at least express yourself and maybe take some of the emotion out of it. I mean, there is, there is that whole people tend to, when they get very emotional about things because they feel so strongly about it, that sometimes you can't get your, your thoughts out without it coming off as being like, quote, crazy. I think there are ways to do it. I, I've coached people to write things down, hit bullet points. These are the things that I have a problem with, you know, or these are the things that I need help understanding better. And I think that's where it all boils down to, right? Like you need to be able to have conversations and sometimes you need to take the emotion out of it, or sometimes you need to show the emotion and not crying and throwing things. I don't think that that's a positive way to get your point across, but I do think that having a thoughtful conversation and talking more about how you feel about something is saying like, I don't feel heard because when I do X, Y, and Z, it comes across to me in my perspective blank, right? I think that's really, really important that we, that we have an example because it's one thing to say, I hate when you, when you make grilled cheese and you don't wash the pan. Okay. Well, when was the last time I made grilled cheese and didn't wash the pan? And is it really about the grilled cheese? No, it's probably about the fact that you don't clean up or you don't do whatever, anything, you know, whatever the situation is. And so, so I think it's, it's like taking a moment, reflecting or taking some time reflecting and then coming at it from a solutions base. And I feel like there, there's something with that where, where, People will just tend to let their emotions take over and not come at things from a solutions point of view. And I think it's really important to try and determine a solution. Or if there's not a solution that you can uh, you can come up with on your own, say, hey, you know, this is really bothering me and I don't know what the next steps are, but what can we do to work together to have this come to a resolution or, or what can we do to come to a, a joint solution? Sometimes there's not. Sometimes things will happen that neither, no one can, you know, like you might feel like, well, I wasn't heard, but you need to make sure that you tell them, tell that person that. And I don't honestly know, you know, what is making me think this way, except for the fact that I just feel like there's still this anxiety in, in my life, not me personally, but around me. Like, I feel like there's a lot of anxiety, a lot of unknowns, a lot of uncertainty, and people are just like on this precipice of like, oh my gosh, you know, what's going to happen next? Now it's going to be the fall and will my kids be able to trick or treat? And so people are just so anxious. You know, you have the school situation, you have the mask debate, you have the election coming up. There's all these things that have just heightened everyone. And I feel like there's just so much like, like anxiousness and anxiety around everything right now. And so I feel like certain things could really be calmed down if people took some time, reflected, and then just said like, hey, I really think that this is how I'm feeling and this is what I would like to do to work through this. Maybe you don't have all the answers and that's okay, but people that I know generally kind of look and say like, if they just did this and they just did that, So you have some solutions. Now, is it the way that it's going to go down? Probably not. But having some idea of what that looks like in the future is probably a good place to start and then start looking at it from another person's, the other person's perspective as well. 
It's interesting. It is a very interesting time right now. It has been all year. It's been like I saw a meme and it said like, wow, it feels like since March to September, it's been the longest, shortest 16 years ever. And I kind of agree with that. It does feel like it's gone by very quickly, but then also very slowly at the same time. So I don't know. It's, it's an unusual, this has been probably one of the strangest years and it was so, it was set up, right? Like it was so set up to be such an amazing year with like Halloween on a Saturday, Christmas on a Friday, I think. Yeah. Um, all of that, right? Like it was just, it's going to be awesome. And I still think we can still pull through a little bit more and still look at the awesomeness of this year. Um, even though I think it's, we've learned a lot of different things this year and I think we're still learning and we're still growing, but anyway, I guess that's kind of just my ramblings for today. I hope you have an amazing Labor Day weekend. I hope that you get some time off and whatever it is that you're doing and you get to spend some quality time with the people that you want to spend quality time with and that you're being safe and healthy and enjoying uh, a good and a nice end to the unofficial end of summer. So with that being said, hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye.